Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I started this show a little over four years ago, and we are now up to episode number 411. If you're a regular listener, you know that my goal is to bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and just cool people who are doing entrepreneurial things, because when you get around people who are achieving, what I have discovered in my career is success leaves clues. And so today is going to be no different. Today, we have a great interview with Diana Jennings. Now, Diana is someone who I met through my involvement with the National Speakers Association. Recently, a couple of months back, I was asked to come to Los Angeles and speak at the greater Los Angeles chapter of the National Speakers Association, talking about podcasts and whether or not having a podcast is a good idea for a speaker or being a guest on the show is a good idea for a speaker. And Diana asked a lot of really good questions. We got to know each other a little bit. We had a really good conversation. And I'll tell you what, I knew when I talked to her that she had to come and share her journey because, you know, she didn't have it all handed to her. She figured it out on her own and she built her little business all by herself. And she did it while being a full-time mom, starting it on the side. And as her kids got older, she uh, ramped it up and took it into the full-time thing. So we're going to learn about her journey. And I think just like all of these interviews, you're going to find some really good pieces of advice and some little nuggets of information. So welcome to the show, Diana Jennings. Hi, Tom. So great to be with you this morning. So tell everybody, who is Diana Jennings and what do you do? Okay, so I help men and women actually attract career or business advancing opportunities. I do this by teaching them how to harness their the power of their nonverbal communication. Uh-oh, so what do you mean by nonverbal communication? What, what are we well, doing wrong? Well, actually, so, so like you said, I'm a people branding expert and opposed to helping people and business owners with the brand of the business, I show them how to align their best self with their goals to produce faster results. All right. So how do you so, do that? What are, what are people doing wrong? What's the average person doing wrong for their own personal brand? They are not aligning who they are with everything that surrounds them. So they're not fully representing their strengths and their value, uh, the value that they bring to the table in a nonverbal way. Okay, so let's not throw any individual under the bus, but you can disguise their identity. But what do you mean by that? Like, talk about a client. How did they not position themselves right? How did they not position themselves right? Well, um, I'm thinking about individuals who are brilliant at what they do. They have the level of education, they have the experience, but they may not have the complete package. So they might be presenting themselves in a way that's giving others the impression that, oh, this person doesn't seem ready, uh, or they might not be the best choice, or do they care? Or, you know, this person might be difficult to work with. So these are cues and clues that others pick up visually that can work against them in moving forward in their career. So if someone's difficult to work with, how how do you help them? Well, maybe they're not difficult to work with, but how they show up 
gives others the impression. So unfortunately, perception, in a, in a lot of instances, perception is reality. It may not be the reality for the person who's being perceived, but it's going to be reality for the person who's holding that perception of the individual. Sure. And that happens to us all the time, right? They say you, you only get one chance to make that first impression. And so does this come down to the way people speak? Does this come down to the clothes they wear? What, what, what are the things that you really counsel your clients to do? Well, it is a complete package. All right. And people come to me because they feel that how they look on the outside doesn't fully represent who they are on the inside. I once had a client that after sitting down with her for 20 minutes, broke down in tears because she said, I am tired of having people look at me as though I'm an incompetent. And it was unfortunate for her that due to health issues and life circumstances, this individual has gained weight. Uh, I've worked with uh, men who have been in a, in a career transition and they might have let themselves go a little bit um, or they were so focused on getting the job done in the past that they didn't uh, maintain themselves. And so the perception was, is this person is their thinking current? Uh, they, may, they may come across looking a little dated. They may come across looking like they don't have energy to take on a role that's going, you know, for example, like a startup that's going to require uh, some, some energy um, in the role, in their new role. So how did you get into this line of work? What was your background? Where did you, where did you start off uh, when you were young, Diana? Well, you know, it's, it's truly been a journey. So I, I started out out of school in the cosmetics industry. It was an industry that I just, I loved working in. Um, this was up in Northern California, and I was feeling that it was time for transition uh, for the future of, of my career. And I had some friends in Silicon Valley that said, you know what, you'd be really good at sales and marketing. And because they believed that I was capable um, they made an introduction, and that's how uh, I went from one industry to a completely unrelated one. And I wanted to share this part of my story with you only because uh, it eventually led to what I'm doing now. And so uh, that opportunity came to me. Uh, I did not have uh, technology experience. I did not have high-ticket sales experience. I didn't have corporate experience. I didn't even have a college degree. Okay, but uh, well, I want to jump in here because that's something that people think, oh, in order to get one of those jobs and we'll just use high tech sales jobs. Oh, I have to have the degree. Oh, I have to have the background. I have to have this. They think that every little piece comes up. But what you talked about was somebody who knew you and knew you had sort of that gumption, that spark, that spunk introduced you to the opportunity and then you were able to earn that opportunity and this happens all the time in careers and even for entrepreneurs that it's you know i try to remind people all the time just because you graduated from harvard doesn't mean that life's going to be you know a yellow brick road you absolutely are going to have bumps along the way and you know if you didn't go to college or you didn't graduate from a college you can outperform someone who went to a top school so i think your story is actually really really important for entrepreneurs to stop and think, hey, wait a minute, how did she get that? Well, she got it because of, like you said, it was how you presented yourself. Yeah. And and so uh, fast forward, 
I was married. Uh, we had two small children. My husband was in a career transition. And for the volunteer work that I was doing at school, I mean, I, I wanted new clothes and there wasn't, a, there wasn't any money in the budget. And so, well, if there's no money in the budget, uh, then I've got to make this happen. I'm going to sell the clothes. Sell clothes, get it at a discount. And so that's how this career actually started. I started as a wardrobe consultant. And a uh, very short time into it, I decided I don't want to be the person just selling clothes. I researched. I learned that there's a profession of image consulting. I learned about the psychology of color, perception management, uh, the visual cues that affect visual authority. So I dove deep to understand that. And then perception kept on coming up. How can I measure perception? And that's when I discovered personal branding. So that was the evolution of my business. It went from helping individuals with the exterior to then how do we manage perception and what are the steps to really uncover what someone's brand is and help them be strategic and purposeful in what they communicate about themselves. So what have you loved about the life of, of sort of creating this business from nothing? I mean, you, you, you basically created something into a space that, I mean, yeah, there are image consultants, but really, are there? I mean, what, it's not like it's a whole industry that you go to school and major in. So you've created something from nothing and created your, your whole career from that you know, going forward. What do you love about that? I love being a catalyst for someone else's aha moments. I love playing a role, being a small piece of their life's puzzle in helping them just achieve what it is that they want to achieve, helping them realize things and helping them attract opportunities that uh, they didn't think were possible. So what advice do you have for people who, who want to go down their own path and create their own, you know, their, their own life? Maybe they, maybe they feel like, oh, I don't have the right background. I don't have this but they have a, a calling to go start their own whatever it is. What would you tell them if they want to pursue their own path? You need to have a vision. And that vision needs to be crystal clear. Uh, and don't be afraid to dream. Um, the clearer the vision is for what you want, that becomes your true north. And that will fuel you when life becomes difficult, when you're faced with challenges, um, and that'll always steer you back on course if you have that clear vision. The other would be for women who, who are stay-at-home moms who on, can see on the horizon that the nest is going to be empty uh, in the not-too-distant future. To start looking for the things that you're passionate about now and think about ways that you might be able to monetize that. Because I can't tell you how many times after our kids graduated and they were off to college, I would run into moms that I knew back in, you know, when the kids were in grade school, high school, and they said, I wish I would have done what you did so many years ago, because here I am now starting at ground zero, and I don't know where to start. And they've, and so to have at least get a jump start on it. So you started this sort of as a side hustle. You were still really uh, a mom to your three sons as the, as the main profession that you had, but you were doing this on the side. And then as the kids got older, you ramped it up? Exactly. And actually, I've got two children, uh, a son and a daughter. And ex exactly. Um, so 
they were in grade school when I started this business. I would take on gigs as uh, people would learn about me. It grew word of mouth. I developed relationships that are still going strong today in some strategic alliances. And uh, there were times when I would take a back seat. In fact, there was even a time when I thought, oh, maybe I would just step away from the business entirely. But all it would take would be to hear from a past client or to have another work with somebody else and to be a part of their success that just kept me in the business and knew that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I hear a lot from entrepreneurs about having that vision, having a goal, knowing what success looks like. But so many people struggle with it. So how do you how do you get that that vision crystal clear, as you put it? Um, a lot of trial and error, um, trial and error, but also being around other successful people, uh, other professional associations where there are individuals who are entrepreneurs who are, are being successful in their business, gleaning tips from from what they're doing, seeing how they're doing it. Uh, has really inspired me and National Speakers Association has played a huge role in the last in in the development of my business over the last couple of years. Well, I tell people all the time, I get a lot of calls from people who want to become speakers. And I tell them all the time that I couldn't have done it if I hadn't dove into the deep end of the National Speakers Association. It's not that the association itself really did any specific thing for me. It's the people I met. It's how I started the show. Success leaves clues. Get around people. The mistake that we make so often as we look at an industry, and we'll just use the speaking industry as an example because that's where I live, or the podcasting industry uh, for the same thing, is people look at the people who have the most successful shows and they idolize them and they stalk them and they want to be like them, but they don't realize who was that person five years ago, seven years ago. You know, you, you can't go look at the person who's the million-dollar-a-year speaker or the person who has the million-dollar-a-year podcast and skip all the steps between starting and there. And the other side is the world changed. The speaking business isn't the same thing it was five and 10 years ago. The podcasting business certainly isn't the same thing it was four years ago when I started the show. So, you know, we often, I think we live in a world where people are looking for shortcuts. And so my, you know, kind of piggybacking on your advice, I tell people, join whatever association is affiliated with your business and get around people, not who are the most successful. I mean, it's great if they'll help you and, and, and counsel you, but most, mostly get around people who are at your level and grow up together, or people who are one level above you on the ladder who are willing to reach down. Because too many people chase the celebrities. You know, I look at uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Everybody wants to get time with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk isn't going to do yet for you. He's not going to do anything. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but he doesn't care about stranger Bobby who follows him on Twitter. But if you get around someone else who is, you know, having moderate success in in business. You know, maybe they will go for coffee with you. I met someone, I went to uh, an open mic night for comedy just last night, and there was this young guy there who was about 30, and something came up about careers, and he said, what I'd really like to do is be like a motivational speaker. And I think the next words out of his mouth is was, but I don't even know like anybody who does that. And the guy I was with laughed out loud, like, really? <laughs> so when he was leaving the club, he came over and asked for my card, and he said, can I take you for coffee? And I'm like, of course. You know, he lives down the street, well, you know, a couple miles from me course i'll go for coffee with this kid and you know if he called gary vaynerchuk or tony robbins i don't think they would go for coffee with this kid so you know my example is get around people who are moderately successful and and look for their clues exactly yeah so along these same lines when people start a business a stay-at-home mom comes up with an idea and she wants to start a business and the business is sound and she has a clear vision people go oh my gosh becky has so much potential 
And yet, I could look at the amount of people I know who tried to start a business on the side who didn't end up with more robust careers. You know, how come some people with potential don't go anywhere and other people just crush it? Follow through. Maybe they don't have follow through. They let a failure uh, stop them in their tracks because they don't want to experience another failure. I think uh, the biggest key is to make the mistakes, learn from it, and and move on. Uh, for for me, my biggest challenge uh, being you know that mom first was uh, dividing up my time and being able to gain momentum. So just taking the time when you can maximize. Uh, what you do in that short amount of time. And for me, as long as I was moving the business forward, it might not have been accelerating uh, to the degree that I wanted it to. But as long as I was constantly moving it forward, then I was fine with that because I knew eventually my time would come. Sure. Well, and uh, you're, this is episode 411. Episode 410, I inter- interviewed a guy named Matt Sweetwood, and his advice was along the same lines, that it was along this thing that people quit or they get disappointed. And when he looks at the people who really had continued to do, they just kept getting up. And I, I think there's something to be said for that. Well, and also that goes back to the vision. The clearer the vision is that you want to achieve, then that's what's going to keep you moving in that direction, even when the obst- even when you come up with the obstacles, you're going to look at those obstacles. Okay, that's just par for the course. Next. And you can get, you can overcome those obstacles that much quicker when that vision is clear. Well, one of the things I teach people is I always say time after time again is that uh, if you have clear goals, it makes it easy to make those tough decisions because it's like, does this action bring me closer to the goal or take me farther from the goal? And it's that easy. It's if you know what that vision is, if you know what that goal is, then you just run everything through that filter and and it gets really easy. That's right. And the other filter is being crystal clear on what your values are. Because if someone uh, interferes or or goes against what your values are, it's very easy to see. And you know that that's someone that you either don't want to do business with or that's a direction that you don't want to go in. Sure. Well, I've got a couple more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Diana Jennings. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Diana, I call the show cool things entrepreneurs do. What's the coolest thing you're doing in your business right now? I have to say I'm writing a book. I have always worked with individuals on their exterior image and how to manage perception. But uh, the basis for the book is that self-image, that mental picture that we have of ourselves that's either going to help us succeed or it's going to hold us back. Nice, nice. So I love to ask everyone who comes on the show, who is it that you admire out there in the world of entrepreneurs? Because I think great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. So, so who do you look at and say, wow, they're killing it? Uh, well, if I had to name someone, um, so I'm going to give you two answers. So if I had to name someone, I would say that it's Sarah Blakely. Do you know who she is? 
Uh, I recognize the name. Okay, so she's the founder of Spanx. Oh, okay, sure. She I makes know. a I great don't wear Spanx, so product. That's okay, she I, she uh, produces a great product line for women uh, that helps us look toned and thinner. Okay, I follow her on social media, and I love how she just keeps it real. She's a mom. She has small kids. Uh, she's not afraid to show up on social media when, you know, things are just going crazy around the house or not going perfectly. Uh, that's something that I wasn't comfortable doing or I couldn't imagine myself being that when my kids were young. So I just I really admire her for that and her success. But otherwise, I would say that I get my inspiration in bits and bites from other entrepreneurs, from other professionals who I, I admire uh, maybe the way they might do something. I mean, if I think about it, there's what there's one woman in particular that comes to mind, and she was a master connector. So I'd go to networking events, and this uh, woman in particular who was an entrepreneur but a master connector, and when she would introduce people, she made each individual feel like they were you know, at the top of their game and made you really want to get to know who that other person was. So, you know, there's always things that others do, whether they're speakers, whether they're entrepreneurs, how they operate their business. Um, I believe it takes a village, you know, so gleaning uh, the best of the best, best practices from others, um, you know, that's where I get my inspiration from. Awesome. Awesome. So the last question I ask everybody is what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think as entrepreneurs, we, we've got to do more than just make money. I think we have to find a way to, to, to make our mark. So what do you do? Uh, well, as, as a speaker, I volunteer when needed to organizations like uh, WHW, Women Helping Women, Men to Work, uh, Working Wardrobes, um, who help with uh, workforce readiness for women, men, and veterans. So I give talks. Um, but the one organization that uh, I have given to since 1988 in one capacity or another has been uh, cancer-related causes. And right now I'm training for the Susan G. Komen 60-mile three-day walk. Awesome. That, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for doing yeah. that. that. That is that is great stuff. Hey, if someone listened to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to find out more about this woman. How do they find Diana Jennings? Where do they go? Okay. Well, my website is Diana with one N Jennings.com. Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. I have a Facebook page and also Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest here on the show. Well, thanks, Tom. It's been great chatting with you. Oh, this has been fantastic. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. Uh, if you like the show, go tell your friends. That's the way people find cool things entrepreneurs do. It's all word of mouth. And if you uh, like the show, go leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts because uh, that just helps as well. If you want to find out more information about me, you can go to TomSinger.com. You can find out about my speaking, my books. You can go watch my new TEDx talk. Uh, right there, there's links to everything on TomSinger.com. That's T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Diana. But in the meantime, go try something new and have a great day while you're doing it. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.